Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato from MediaMonarchy.com. I've picked up the sense among the skeptics that the walls are closing in. We've got that story plus the domestic terror trap. But first, China Xi warns Davos World Economic Forum against new Cold War. Chinese President Xi Jinping warned global leaders at the all-virtual Davos Forum against starting a new Cold War and urged global unity in the face of the coronavirus pandemic. Having largely curbed the spread of the pandemic within its borders, she wants to position China as a key player in a new multilateral world order as the U.S. remains crippled by the pandemic on purpose. To build small cliques or start a new Cold War, to reject, threaten, or intimidate others will only push the world into division, said she in a likely veiled attack on new U.S. President Joe Biden's plan to revitalize global alliances to counter China's growing influence, which I believe I heard on weird conspiracy shows before. How Biden decides to handle the mounting tensions posed by China's rise will be one of the biggest strategic challenges he faces, busy mishandling several urgent domestic crises. Mr. I wrote the Patriot Act, did not participate at Davos, and tasked U.S. climate envoy John Skull and Bones Carey with representing Washington but don't you worry, old Joe stuck it to that evil Putin, though, meanwhile, as Russia to extend nuclear treaty with U.S. after Biden-Putin phone call. So, James, are we, we're basically already swapping out boogie men, maybe boogie countries already? Yes, exactly right. Exactly right. And so there's a lot of things that we have to note here. One is that, oh, look, things are going back to normal after those years of crazy disruption of Brexit and Trump and populism and all that, we're going back to normalization of international relations, which means, of course, that you're going to get your two options presented to for you. Either you're on the NATO side of go in and rule people with an iron fist and bomb them back into smithereens if they don't uh, accept it, or you're going to be, oh, the BRICS are the saviors and the multilateral new world order is the new world order we should be embracing. What if I What if I don't want a new world order? What if we want free humanity to interact and, and, uh, with each other peacefully? No, you can't do that. You must be part of one of these collectives. So make your decision now. Of course, nonsense. And I know... My audience will be sick to death of me saying this, but I have to say it every time. Fake and staged Cold War 2.0 is being engineered right before your very eyes, as I've been talking about for year after year after year after year. And it's maddening. It is truly maddening to know they're going to build China as the new boogeyman so that ultimately they can engage in the Cold War that is meant to merge these systems so that there will be a technocratic system in all of these countries that will be puppeteered by the same people who are funding it all into existence. If you need to get up to speed on that, please do so quickly. You will start by examining the work of Antony Sutton and his voluminous and documented, uh, carefully documented material talking about how, for example, the Soviet Union's the Cold War 1.0 was staged and phony conflict. Cold War 2.0 is running the same type of scam. So please go back to episode 297 of the Corbett Report, China and the New World Order. Please look at episode 369 of the Corbett Report. Globalization is dead. Long live the New World Order. Talking about exactly this. The multilateral bricks are going to be the saviors for the, the, the better New World Order that you must embrace. It is a scam. 
The worst part is it's the exact scam that we've just lived through for four years where the uh, team Pepsi was, oh, no, Russia. Russia is puppeteering everything. Trump is a, a Putin agent. Oh, it's Russia. Russian hackers. Ah. And now we have Team Coke going, ah, China, China. Biden is a China puppet. China is puppeteering everything. China is the real enemy. Well, yeah, China, the Chinese government, the Chicoms, yeah, absolutely. They are a horrible thing that should not exist in the Chinese people. Absolutely should not be living under that yoke of tyranny. But if you think that China is calling the shots, the Chinese are running the show and they're the ones who are starting all this, then you are falling to the exact same garbage base of the pyramid propaganda level nonsense that the uh, team, the other team, just went through for four years. You are part of the same two wings, same bird of prey. I know you've heard it before. It is still true. They are still running these psychological operations. Don't fall for it. All sides, whether it's China and Russia or NATO or all of them, they are all collectivists. They all want you to bow down and submit. Do not do it. Please get up to speed with how this conflict is being engineered so that you can avoid this trap and realize that the real enemy is the technocratic system that they are trying to set up that will look at the end of the day, it might have a different flavor in China than it will in America, spelt with uh, the K, obviously. Um, but it's going to be the same idea at, at base. And uh, please, as I always say, note that in the propaganda about China. These evil chai doing all these horrible things and social credit and, and locking down their citizens. I wish we could do that here. It's, that's the way it will be presented to you. And don't fall for that psyop. Well, like I said, I think just a couple of weeks ago, new look. Same great taste. That's it's packaging. You remind me just there talking as like so many things, trying to find information I used to be able to find easily on the Internet. Now, completely impossible. And even the good search engines are just as crappy as the bad search engines. But you remind me of one of G. Edward Griffin's classic. I think it's actually a film strip. Is it the capitalist conspiracy? Or the, possibly the communist conspiracy. Either way, it's the, the same result. He basically does this fantastic talk about pressure from above, pressure from below. That's how they get you to meet in the middle with their plan that they wanted in the first place. So as far as maybe some gross stuff about China, James, this morning just covered on my morning show. Uh, they're using anal swabs to test for COVID in China now. So again, if you guys are super excited about most favored nation – yeah, to think about that. New World next week, episode 435, exposing the live action role play for over 11 years. And I think, James, maybe here's another soon to be classic moment from the great capital insurrection psyop. Proud Boys leader was prolific informer for law enforcement. This exclusive from Reuters, Enrique Tario, T-A-R-R-I-O, the leader of the Proud Boys extremist group, has a past as an informer for federal and local law enforcement, repeatedly working undercover for investigators after he was arrested in 2012, according to a former prosecutor and a transcript of a 2014 federal court proceeding obtained by Reuters. I'm no math major, but I'm pretty sure that's before Swamp Thing. In the Miami hearing, a federal prosecutor, a federal Bureau of Investigation agent, and Tario's own lawyer described his undercover work and said he had helped authorities prosecute more than a dozen people in various cases involving drugs, gambling, human smuggling. Plus, you read more in the article, Big Pharma Scams. That smells like the state to me, James. In other news, as Global Research reports, QAnon 
may have been an FBI psyop. We'll have to we'll have to get back to you on that one. We'll still suss out that information. James, did I already make the analogy last week that the capital psyop situation was basically like an open box to a cat? I don't know if anybody has house cats. You might know what I'm talking about. You put an empty box out on the floor, your cat will jump into it within seconds. I actually mentioned this on my show and had a listener send in a video and he was like, it, look, look. That's what I feel like the capital situation was. It was the perfect it was the perfect trap and people fell for it just within seconds. Meanwhile, I think a sort of related stinky story to this whole COVID COINTEL agenda from The Guardian. The information warriors fighting robot zombie army of coronavirus skeptics. Stuart Ritchie, lecturer at the Institute of Psychiatry, Psychology and Neuroscience at King's College London is on the front line of a coronavirus information war. Often, people are indignant at the efforts of Ritchie and others to refute the claims of a small but thoroughly amplified cadre of columnists, academics, and enthusiastic amateurs. When you tweet anything to dispute these claims, they come after you endlessly, said Ritchie. It's almost cult-like. They make the same discredited arguments over and over again. It's like a robot zombie army. Meanwhile, Sam Bowman, one of the other technocrats behind basically this new website that's going to, you know, set everybody straight. I think it's maybe it's Obama's fact check. No, wait, that's a different thing. I've really picked up the sense among the extreme skeptics that they feel the walls are closing in. And I think they're right. The walls are closing in. You might recall that classic phrase they used for about five years to say that Swamp Thing was going to get taken down any any day now. But he says, I think they're right. They're using this. And, and that's not all. For your NPC friends, they also include, The Guardian includes, Quick Guide to Debunking the Coronavirus Skeptics. So you'll see this copy pasta perhaps come to you in, in text form, maybe from Friends you haven't heard from so much in 50 years since, it all seems so freaking obvious. As we've seen, it basically all fully kicked in with the coronavirus scandemic and just was started during Trump. They're jacking our style. They're kicking us off all the platforms we pretty much made famous, and now they're literally using our words. The information warriors fighting skeptics. Corporate media fighting the info war. James, I believe you were talking about the info war pretty recently. Yes, because once again, hey guys, it is not an analogy. It is a real thing that is really happening. And if there is anything, I suppose, that speaks to the uh, to the favor of these info warriors at the COVID fac, it is at least they're out in the open saying, yes, we are trying to do this, and here's how we're doing it, and they're they're being open when when it's coming from their site, at least. In this context, um, although, of course, this is run by a group of volunteers ranging from a politician to an anonymous doctor. <laughs> so again, yeah, take it for what it's worth. And don't worry, guys, their website says they're totally not funded by anyone or have any secret agenda. So you can trust them, right? <laughs> but but that does raise the question. Well, OK, even if these guys are just these guys and they're just whatever, they're just normal people that are just fighting back against the misinformation, it does raise the specter of the larger information war that is being waged by literal 
warriors in actual militaries that we know is going on, not conspiracy theory. I'll send you a flashback to April of 2020. Defense chief says 77th Brigade is countering COVID misinformation, where they, uh, the good folks at the National of uh, Scotland reported uh, that the UK's chief of the defense staff, General Sir Nick Carter, has revealed that the secretive 77th Brigade of the British Army is involved in countering coronavirus misinformation online. Speaking at today's daily briefing, Carter said the unit, which was set up in 2015 to specialize in non-lethal forms of psychological warfare and use the likes of Facebook and Twitter to fight in the information age, had been tackling false information about the pandemic on the web. Uh, Look, they're not obviously going to tell you the details of any of these operations. Maybe a few years from now, some freedom of information will get some little tidbit out and people will go, oh my God, do you know they were fighting an info war? Yes, yes, we know they are fighting an info war, literally fighting and and, and dedicating entire units of, of their military to this. Yes, it is happening. So keep that in mind when you are, I want to say, wasting your time arguing with people on forums and participating in flame wars and trying, you know, I'll change this bot's mind. Uh, There are botnets out there, but they aren't all run by Russian hackers who are, you know, plotting to take over America or something. They are literally the American military, the British military, the military of every nation has these online social media profiles that they've created that they are using to wage information warfare. I've talked about it on the program before. It is happening. Please keep that in mind. You are not necessarily corresponding with real breathing human beings, or at least not paid uh, disinformation agents when you are corresponding with people online. Keep that in mind at all times. Keep that in mind going forward. Don't waste your life force and your energy trying to convince potentially a 77th Brigade run bot on the other side of that conversation and realize we are in information war. So the best way to win the information war, get out there, spread the information, fire and forget don't waste your time in flame wars or that type of nonsense and and go into it with the mentality of a soldier fighting an in information war because you are in that war whether you know it or not. You were using those military analogies last week, buddy. So this – I didn't have it in the show notes, but you remind me again, something I mentioned recently on the show. Army PSYOPs officer resigned before taking part in Capitol riot. does that tell you? Army psychological operations officers were involved in this giant psychological operation. What a shocker. I used to talk for years on my show, years ago on my show, about how they wanted to fight the net as an enemy weapon systems. The military wrote years ago something called the Information Operations Roadmap. I don't even know that they fully implemented it. It was all about future combat systems and all these sort of space age things that were probably maybe too advanced for the time or too advanced for us to think they were for the time. They've been doing this for a long, long time. James, I think all kind of gallows humor aside for this third and final story on this new world next week, episode 435, we're all pretty much going to be enemies of the deep state. Remember they used to make movies about this with Will Smith. And of course it's real. The government's war on domestic terrorism is a trap. If anything, we've talked about in some of the previous stories basically set the table for this. As John Whitehead writes, we are moving fast down that slippery slope to an authoritarian society in which the only opinions, ideas, and speech expressed are those permitted by the government and, of course, their corporate cohorts. Remember, if it's getting giant corporate media coverage, probably not a grassroots movement. 
In the wake of the January 16th riots at the Capitol, domestic terrorism has again become the new poster child for expanding the government's powers again at the expense of civil liberties. Of course, domestic terrorist, just like terrorist, was just a bullseye phrase. They can use it interchangeably with anti-government, extremist, or like I just said, just plain terrorist. They're going to use that to describe anybody who might fall somewhere on this broad spectrum of viewpoints that could be considered dangerous. So watch and see. We're all about to be enemies of the state. And again, like we saw just the other day, who's this new guy again? I, James, I feel like, you know, we typically we don't follow the doings of the puppets, the puppet presidents in, in America. We do, I think, when they're kind of coming in and out of power is the time to sort of I think kind of track and show like here's everything they said and here's everything they're actually kind of doing. We're all pretty much going to be enemies of the state. So watching everybody cheer over the my pillow guy getting uh, James, I don't know if you knew this, the my pillow guy got kicked off of Twitter because of wrong think, I guess. And everybody cheers, not thinking that's going to come for you as well later when you least expect it. In a deja vu mirroring of the legislative fallout from 9-11 and the ensuing buildup of the so-called security state, there is already again a growing demand in certain sectors of the government to be given expanded powers to root out domestic terrorism, constitution be damned. If this all is already a test of Biden's worthiness to head up the American police state, he seems ready and super excited. As the Jacobin writes, we should be very worried about Biden's domestic terrorism bill but the cop and field administration, man, they hit the ground running. Biden signed more executive actions on day one than Trump, Obama, and Bush combined. And still people think we toppled a dictator. At this point, uh, Brock, please, uh, I'd like to show the picture of a smiling Joe Biden. Not, no, not touching a kid in some weird way, though he is standing very close to convicted child molester Dennis Hastert. Biden standing there watching on as baby Bush signs the papers for Gulf War II. Biden, remember, he didn't just vote for the Iraq war. He helped lead the march to war. Maybe maybe this is why he's getting rewarded now, James. I speculate that a lot of the people who play the roles and play the parts 20 years down the road, man, hey, look, Mike Pence is vice president. All he had to do was push the anthrax lie that Saddam was behind it. Biden's key role in the crime of the century, the 2003 U.S. invasion of Iraq. And everybody, they just want to forget all about it. But as a reminder, the peace and love party means freaking business this time. Biden, considering reversing Trump's drawdown in Iraq after a well-timed attack near the U.S. embassy, a large U.S. military convoy rolled into Syria on the first day of Biden's presidency and your peace and love hat trick, U.S. flies B-52s as show of force against Iran. Again, man, maybe it's still 9-11. 9-11 never stopped. The operation has just continued to roll on nearly now 20 years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not like the things that people have been screaming about for the past 20 years are suddenly irrelevant. No, it's just this is the fulfillment of all those things that people have been warning about since the war of terror paradigm has come into place. No, they're going to take all of this terror hysteria and turn it against the people. That's what this is ultimately aimed at. It's aimed at you, <laughs> conspiracy theorist. Now you're going to see what that looks like. Because yes, the domestic terror threat is suddenly going to be everywhere. And anyone who disagrees 
disagrees with anything that the government is doing is clearly a domestic terrorist and must be dealt with. Oh, look, we have all this apparatus for dealing with terrorists now. Yay! What a coincidence. Yes, this has always, always been the plan, and we can see it unfolding in so many different ways. That is going to be the theme of the coming years. And one simple little story to get your mind around how this works, in case you haven't gotten there yet, is this uh, GameStop short squeeze that's going on right now. I haven't been following this story intensely, but I have seen the the development of the headlines and the way the story is trending. So long story short, there were some big um, investment firms like Melvin Capital and Citroen that were caught short selling stock of GameStop and some other companies and some uh, online uh, people got hold of those uh, the, 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 that position and saw where it was trending and said, hey, let's do a short squeeze. So they're running up the GameStop so- stock right now. It's it's jumping and jumping and jumping more and more and more. And so these, these short sellers are getting caught and they're going to have to t- eat billions potentially in losses uh, as this stock continues to go up. So how does how does this get covered? Well, you, you look at a story from a couple days ago, um, like from CNBC, GameStop jumps more than 130% even as hedge funds cover short bets, comma, scrutiny of rally intensifies. Wait, now we have to scrutinize when a stock is rising? Why? Because this is some sort of financial manipulation? No, because the people are getting together to do this. So what's the next headline? NASDAQ CEO suggests halt to trading to allow big investors to recalibrate their positions to combat Reddit users. And then you follow up with this headline, Biden administration is monitoring market-wide short squeeze. Yes, yes, the U.S. government will come in and say, hey guys, yeah, we want you to play in our phony rigged baloney stock market, but not that way. If you try to do something for yourself, oh no, 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 no. We're going to stop trading. We're going to make sure that these uh, uh, these big investment crony capital f- capital firms, they have their ability to recalibrate and so that they can come back and win this ga- rigged game against you. That's how this game works. And anyone you can you I I'm I'm putting it here. Watch how this story develops and how it goes on. They're going to start talking about these domestic extremists, these online radicals who are doing these things and trying to trying to manipulate this the, the wonderful stock market that keeps our economy together and blah. It's it's going to be interesting to watch how this develops. And let's go second, third order from this. Eventually, if this technique actually does, I mean as it has shown, can have some real results. They're going to try to find ways to manipulate it and and try to move people into oh well okay so let's run up this stock now guys uh oh we're we're short on the, we're short selling this stock don't run that one up oh and they're going to play the don't throw us in the briar patch game and do all the kind of psychological manipulations but the point is the way this story is being covered and the reaction that's happening to it yeah you can play in our rigged and phony markets but not that way if you do that you're an online extremist you're a radical we have to find ways to deal with that and that's going to be the theme of the coming years. Get ready for it, folks, because it's coming. So be prepared mentally to be to be called some sort of online extremist, some domestic terrorist, because it's coming. And you're exactly right. Everyone is cheering on. Oh, yeah, they got they took down another person from the Twitter. It's coming for you. Uh, and we shouldn't be caring too much about what's happening on Twitter <laughs> or whatever they call it, because it doesn't matter. But the way they're framing this matters and the way they're going to come after you with everything they have, the entire apparatus of the war of terror is coming against you. Remember years back, there were attempts at this to, I believe it was something to do with 
JP Morgan in silver. This was like a Max Kaiser thing where they was basically going to kind of screw JP Morgan by again making them cover their their shorts. I don't think that was very successful. This was obviously very successful, which is why immediately of course the new head of the Treasury Department, the former head of the Federal Reserve who has said we're going to start watching for these cryptocurrencies and we're even going to ask you about it on your theft forms. It's kind of like the attack that happened near the embassy in Baghdad. It all seems so well-timed and staged. And this might be the kind of time you might want to take every friggin' cent you have in these horrible, corrupt banks and take it out, put it in your mattress, put it into anything that's better than these guys. May I suggest a place? How about our post office box? Do you like that transition, James? Uh, the P.O. Box address and details on basically how you can support myself, James Corbett, New World Next Week, and not do the digital money thing. We've been doing this for several months now. We're just doing it old school, P.O. Box. Are they watching the show, James? Are they going to get to the point where it's like, oh, man, we're going to have to turn down their, you know, their U.S. post office box? I would be fine, actually, to use a private company, but I'm forced to, I think, pretty much use the U.S. Postal Service here. But again, these are all the levels we're trying and all the levels that they're coming for, I think, in every way, James. Again, we have been doing this very show for 11 plus years, and I think hopefully in a lot of ways we've we've laid it all out. James. Let me just take a moment to acknowledge the beauty of that segue that you made there, and that proves that you are a pro radio guy. Uh, that was that was wonderful. All right, James, uh, thank you again for bringing these stories. I look forward to it every week. I'm looking forward to it again next week. Let's do it. Thanks so much, buddy. Take care.